Good morning and welcome to Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. I'm your host, Fat Donovan, as always, on KSVU 90.1 FM in Concrete, Washington. Let's get right into our weather, shall we? Uh, the 6th is today. We're going to be having plentiful sunshine, 49 degrees, light winds, and variable. Uh, tonight will be about uh, 31 degrees and a uh, few clouds you know, light winds and variable as well. Monday will be uh, partly cloudy, 35 degrees at night, 49 during the day. Tuesday, when you have some rain and a little bit of snow, 41 and 28, 85% chance of precip. 39 degrees and 27 with morning snow showers, about 31%, nothing really serious. Uh, Thursday, the 10th, 40 and 31 with some p.m. showers. Uh, Friday, the 11th, 41 and 33, rain and snow showers, 40%. And uh, Saturday, 41 and 33, the same with Sunday, showers and showers. And the same with Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and Thursday will be rain and snow showers, about 50% on both days. So there goes your weather. And uh, the Ski report is very small today. I don't know why, but um, 49 degrees north is only 10 inches of new snow, 63 to 84 uh, inch of wet snow base, uh, 76 to 89 trails are open. There are no lifts open. That's interesting. You'll need to climb up the mountain. Crystal Mountain has got one inch of new snow, 63 to 86 inch of packed powder. 82 of 86 uh, trails are open. 10 of 11 lifts are open. Mission Ridge, six inches of new snow. Machine Groom Base, about 31 to 41 inches. Uh, and 45 of 53 uh, trails, and all six lifts are open. Stephen Pass Resort, 21 inches of new snow, 90 inches of machine groom base, 50 of 53 uh, trails are open, 8 of 12 lifts are open. And finally, White Pass, 1 inch of new snow, 52 to 88 inches of machine groom base, 39 of 45 trails are open, and 4 of 8 lifts are open. And seriously, that's all there is. I'm surprised. Um, I don't know what's going on. But you might want to check later on, uh, on thesnow.com slash Washington slash ski report. And that's where you can get that information. Okay. Nature exalts in abounding radicality. If we were to judge nature by its common sense or likelihood, we wouldn't believe the world existed. That's by Annie Dillard. Let's get right into our first set of music. Here is Herb Alpert and Michelle. Take My Hand by the Yellow Jackets, All in My Mind by Pete Belasco, and Gramercy Park by Grover Washington Jr. Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
Jazz Sunday Brunch KSVU 90.1 FM and um, California wrecks solar panels over canal to save huge supply of water from evaporation. It's pretty cool. You got to see this picture. Could covering California's irrigation canals save it from the current drought? Some scientists and engineers think so. And they also believe it could meet the state's entire renewable energy commitments. A proof of concept or POC and pilot project in Turlock Irrigation District called Project Nexus will cover a mile-long stretch of canal and 5 megawatts worth of solar panels that will hopefully demonstrate increased renewable power, 
generation water quality improvements reduced vegetative growth in the canals and reduced water evaporation evaporation excuse me this is building on a 2021 university of california merced and uc santa cruz research team study which estimated that covering all the state's canals with panels could prevent 70, 65 billion gallons of fresh water loss through evaporation. Formed in 1887, Turlock was the first irrigation district in California and provides irrigation water to 4,700 growers who farm about 150,000 acres in the San Joaquin Valley. The project is due to break ground this year and finish up in 2024. This concept has already been proven to work in the Indian state of Gurajat, where the cooler temperature of the moisture beneath the panels cooled them down, resulting in a small but significant increase in power generation. Roger Bales, part of the UC Merced paper, argued recently in a Smithsonian magazine that covering the thousands of miles of California canals with panels would generate 13 gigawatts of renewable energy capacity half of what the state would need to entirely decarbonize itself imposed by 2045's deadline. California grows food for an ever-increasing global population and produces more than 50% of the fruits, nuts, and vegetables that U.S. consumers eat, writes Bales. Building these canal solar arrays could prevent more than 80,000 acres of farmland or natural habitat from being converted for solar farms. Making sense on all levels. Project Nexus is tremendously exciting, and Bales explains that other similar projects are in the making. Pretty interesting stuff, huh? That's cool, isn't it? I like stuff like that. Renewable energy. Yes, it's the Green New Deal, folks. Deal with it. <laughs> anyway, Magnetic by Darren Rahn. Heat by Jasmine Ghent, Kim Scott, and uh, who's the other guy that's in here? Philippe Sace. I had to move over one of the columns. And Brooklyn Breezes by Will Downing, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. Yeah. D-Rod.
You know, all that's going on in Ukraine. And today I heard uh, the news that the Russians hit a nuclear power plant and it's on fire and its elevated radiation is uh, being excreted from that power plant. It's not Chernobyl. It's really crazy and disgusting and it's scary. And all those human beings that are suffering Uh, It's something we need to be cognizant of. And so a former Marine drove 1,000 miles to Ukraine border in a minibus loaded with supplies, toys, and blankets for refugees. 
Former UK Royal Marine has loaded a 16-seater minibus with sleeping bags, pillows, toys, and other things for refugees moving across the Ukrainian border into Poland and pledged to drive a thousand miles to personally deliver them. 31-year-old Tom Littledyke from Lyme Regis began his journey on February 28th saying he was inspired to act after seeing pictures of families broken and separated by the conflict. This is not a conflict, it's a war. Setting up a fundraiser, it took Little Dyke just 12 hours to fill his minibus with supplies and collect 4,000 pounds in donations, equivalent to 5,300 hours for the trip. Too often, do we think that we have to do something grand, and if it can't be grand, what's the point, he told the BBC. It doesn't matter what you do as long as it's something in the right direction. There's so many of us that want to help. It will all build to this gigantic thing. There's an old saying that I've heard that says, worry about the dimes and nickels and the dollars will take care of themselves. The 1,000-mile or 1,600-kilometer drive will take him and his cargo through England, France, Germany, and Poland before arriving at the border with Ukraine, where an alleged 500,000 refugees, now close to a million, have fled. After unloading the supplies, he plans to utilize the bus to give rides to people who don't have a place to stay. Little Dyke's partner will hold down the fort in his absence, which consists of two pubs and an Italian restaurant. While it is said that war is hell, Good News Network knows that during times when the capacity for human malevolence is greatest, the capacity for human compassion is greater. You got to help if you can. I don't suggest going to the Ukraine conflict or war because that puts you in danger. But there are many, many other ways that you can help these suffering people. People being thrown and removed, forced to leave their home country for nothing because of one man's obsession. And it's sad. So call your local Red Cross or any other uh, charitable organization that could help give to the Ukrainian people and do it today. Your little bit will help greatly, and your compassion will be remembered forever. Let's get on to our music and our last set for this hour, Road Trip by Michael Lington, Sunny by Wes Montgomery and Bobby Hebb, A Song for Wayman by Julian Vaughn, And finally, Sphere by Dan Siegel, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
Sunny, thank you for the truth you let me see. Sunny, thank you for the love from A to Z. My life was torn like a wind blown sand. Then the rock was torn when we held hands. Sunny one, so true.
And we're back with our second half, our second hour of Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch on KSVU 90.1 FM in Concrete, Washington. You know, I got a new dog. Yes, I did. You know, I lost my first baby. She was seven years old, and uh, she passed away, and I had to put her down on 31 December 2021 because of something called neo uh, our nidioblastosis, and that was, I think I told you, her pancreas was excreting tons of insulin, and there was nothing that the doctors could do to uh, prevent that um, and stop it. So uh, her urn with ashes is on my desk here in my office, and um, then I found a beautiful little Yorkshire Jack Russell Terrier puppy. Her name is Marley. Hi, Marley. <laughs> she looks at me. One of her ears is bent over, and she comes and sleeps with me at night, and she's such a great companion. Yes, baby, lay down. Good girl. There she is. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> anyway, I love her to death. I really do, and she gives me such comfort, and she's got this beautiful brown hair, and she's got, it's very smart, and she gets along with the other babies, and it's so nice, so... They all have fun, and that's good. But she's my companion, and I am very grateful to her in my life. So let's get started with uh, Ramsey Lewis in A Night in Bahia, Night Passage by Weather Report, Seven Years of Good Luck by Joe Sample, and Do You Remember by Wayne Braxton, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch, KSVU 90.1 FM.
And that was Wayne Braxton, Do You Remember? Right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch. I'm your host, Pat Donovan, as I always am. KSVU 90.1 FM, Concrete, Washington. And knowing a bit of personal information about neighborhood police reduces crime by up to 7%, believe it or not. Simple social cooperation psychology can be as effective as the harshest policing strategies in reducing crime, a new study has found. Disadvantaged communities in New York City were given the name of a neighborhood police officer, their contact info, and some simple information like favorite food or sports team, and found that over the three-month field test, the crime rate reduced by 5 to 7% in and around that community. The secret to this major result is the exploitation of a simple fact of our species being a social one. If we know something about a stranger, we inherently feel, albeit erroneously, they know something about us in return, even if they don't know we exist. 69 eligible New York City Housing Authority community developments were split into control and treatment groups. The treatment groups were mailed flyers containing the information of a neighborhood coordination officer, NCO, a key member of the NYCPD that acts as a bridge between law enforcement and residents. The NCOs answered what they felt comfortable answering and included a contact number. 30 developments didn't receive any flyers, even though the NCOs were present. The developments contained 1.5% of the city's population, but accounted for 3.5% of its total criminal activity and the authors hypothesized that because humans display this information symmetry they would feel that because they knew a little about their NCOs residents capable of engaging in criminal acts would feel more likely to be caught doing so imagining falsely that the NCO knew something about them. Indeed, crime was reduced by up to 7% in the treatment area, but not in the control area during a two-month follow-up. This reduction fell away eventually, which the authors attribute to the limited scope and light touch of the intervention, and that more sustained contact would result in more sustained reductions in crime. You can read more about this on goodnewsnetwork.org where we get all the information and great news that I present to you. Here is some nice Latino music. Centro Castancia by Ruben Gonzalez, El Reson Caliente by Manuel Garrigio Maribal, and No U-Turn by Freddie Fox, right here on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch.
digas que no, que allí se goza mejor, con los pasillos de hoy. We'll be right back. 
Isn't that fun? Yeah, I'm back. Marley's sleeping in the um, laundry basket. <laughs> I don't get it. And she has her own little stuffed animal she has. And it's she's such a wonderful little baby, let me tell you. She's only six months. Yes, I already said that. No, I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> so anyway, here, here's something really interesting. I read this a couple of days ago on Flipboard. Uh, life really does flash before our eyes in final moments, a brain scan suggests. Imagine reliving your entire life in the span of seconds, like a flash of lightning. You are outside of your body watching memorable moments you live through. This process is known as life recall. can be similar to what it's like to have a near-death experience. What happens inside your brain during these experiences and after death are questions that have puzzled neuroscientists for centuries. However, a new study suggests that your brain may remain active and coordinated during and after the transition to death and may even be programmed to orchestrate the whole ordeal. When an 87-year-old patient developed epilepsy, Uh, Dr. Raul Vincente of the University of Tartu, Estonia, and colleagues use continuous electroencephalography, EEG, to detect the seizures and treat the patient. During these recordings, the patient had a heart attack and passed away. This unexpected event allowed the scientists to record the activity of a dying human brain for the first time ever. We measured 900 seconds of brain activity around the time of death and set a specific focus to investigate what happened in the 30 seconds before and after the heart stopped beating, said Dr. Amajal Zemar, a neurosurgeon at the University of Louisville, United States, who organized the study. Just before and after the heart stopped working, we saw changes in a specific band of neuro-oscillations, so-called gamma oscillations, but also in others such as delta, theta, alpha, and beta. Brain oscillations, more commonly known as brain waves, are patterns of rhythmic brain activity normally present in the living human brain. The different types of oscillations or waves, including gamma, are involved in high cognitive functions, such as concentrating, dreaming, meditation, memory retrieval, information processing, and conscious perception, just like those associated with memory flashbacks. This gets interesting, isn't it? Pretty cool stuff. Though... Through generating oscillations involved in memory retrieval, the brain may be playing a last recall of important life events just before we pass away. Similar to the ones reported in near-death experiences, Zamar speculated. These findings challenge our understanding of when exactly life ends and generate important subsequent questions such as those related to the timing of organ donation. A source of hope. While this study is the first of its kind to measure live brain activity during the process of dying in humans, similar changes in gamma oscillations have been previously observed in rats kept in controlled environments. This means 
it is possible that during death, the brain organizes and executes a biological response that can be conserved across species. This is amazing stuff. You got to read more about it on goodnewsnetwork.org and you just can't miss this. This is totally cool stuff. So anyway, look for um, the brain uh, looking type, uh, you know, it looks like neurons and that's the uh, article itself. Here's your uh, positive motivational uh, statement for this half. The great opportunity is where you are. Don't despise your own place and hour. Every place is the center of the world by John Burroughs. Let's get into our last bit of music, shall we? Pass the Groove by Lynn Roundtree, Steady as She Goes by Walter Beasley, and North Shore by the Rippingtons with Russ Freeman.
that'll do it for us for this week on Smooth Jazz Sunday Brunch, KSVU 90.1 FM. Your host, Pat Donovan. I want to wish you the very best uh, for your Sunday today. And uh, please pray for our uh, friends in Ukraine that they are going to make it. I know it's a very difficult time, but please keep them in your prayers. You take care. You have a great week that's coming up. And remember to say hi to your neighbor. Shake their hand. Give them a hug. We'll see you right here next week on the radio. Thank you.